Hey beautiful soul, this is the Menopause Coach Podcast with me, your host, Adele Johnston. I'm helping you create a vibrant life of joy and happiness without your menopause stealing your personal power and sass. Together, we're making menopause mainstream. We've not got great memory and that brain fog is coming in thick and fast. This can be an indication that your testosterone levels are also dropping along with your estrogen and your progesterone levels. Today we're going to jump straight into a really exciting episode. This episode very much marks the overview of menopause itself. I'm going to take you on a bit of a journey with this one and I feel like it's such a poignant time in 2022 that we're chatting through a lot more in detail and in depth about menopause but also about testosterone. So today's episode is very much dedicated in the space of female hormones, what the menopause is very briefly so I'll give you that overview at the start And then we're going to jump straight into testosterone because it's a really core and, like I said, a really critical hormone. And I'm going to explain why. Because for a lot of ladies that I talk with, some of these ladies are my clients, some of these ladies are you that reach out and we have chats within social media and email DMs. And we talk a bit about, well, why is testosterone so important for female health? And I'm really keen as always to hear your thoughts on these episodes. So do just reach out, make sure that you are subscribing to the episodes. Okay, if you're not subscribing to the podcast, you are not going to get notified that these episodes are alive and kicking for you to listen to on your steps for health each day. So let's make sure you hit that subscribe button. And if you're feeling extra spicy today, you can go ahead and leave a review on what you think about this episode on testosterone. So before I get started, on this hormone itself. Just as a recap on menopause, we have got a few different stages in our life as women that we go through hormonally. So our pre-menopause years are those years that we have when, to be honest, we've not even thought about what the menopause is. We're not even aware of it. And if we are, it's probably because we've witnessed our grandma or our grandparent going through some hot flushes, some night sweats, she's really struggling at the dinner table and you're just like holy hell grandma like you're struggling here get your fan out so we've witnessed that and we're in our teenage years we're in our early 20s and we're living and loving life and then we enter into our perimenopause which normally will be anything from about 41 benchmark age in the UK for a female however What we do need to note with that is it is a benchmark age range and it doesn't necessarily mean that as soon as you hit 41, you equal menopause or perimenopause. For a lot of ladies, the perimenopause stage of our female reproductive health can actually happen a bit earlier. So again, in my case, I was 36 when I started to notice, really notice symptoms. I was 37 when I was officially diagnosed with early perimenopause. Now we say early because technically it's before that benchmark age of 41. However, we know that a lot of ladies do go through earlier perimenopause, but it's nothing to worry about per se. I want to put your mind at rest with all of this. You're not being diagnosed with a really poor illness or disease here. What it basically means is your hormones, so those three core hormones that we've got, our estrogen levels, our progesterone levels, and for some ladies, our testosterone levels start to decrease. They just take a drop. 
And over that course of our perimenopause years, which can be anything kind of from about a decade, so 10 years or more, we can start to experience some onset of symptoms as a result. So let me just share with you whilst we're here in this perimenopause stage, what that felt like for me. And for some of you listening to this today, you might be thinking, oh my gosh, yeah, that's me. She is literally talking about me right now. So for me, 36, I'd had my girls when I was 27. So my twin daughters, Clara and Shannon, and I had just started to really notice a change. And when I say change, I had the marina coil already for contraception. So I did not have a monthly bleed. There was no monthly period for me, which to be honest, I really enjoyed. Didn't even get any of the symptoms or the side effects that we would associate with having a monthly bleed. So no bloating, no pain, you know, just very much living in a very happy space. And then I started to notice that I did get some pain. So it was more what I would refer to as fallopian tube pain. If you are familiar with that, then you're going to be like, I get it. And that brought an onset of inflammation and bloating. I noticed a change in my vaginal health. So again, this was a really, really early one for me personally. So vaginal health being, I noticed that I became very dry during sex with my husband, which wasn't pleasant at all. And as a result, sometimes that would actually lead to bleeding during and after sex, which again, wasn't very pleasant. It was sore. It was very painful. And then I also noticed some other changes down there, such as change in discharge colour, change in discharge frequency. There was some smells that, again, I would be like, oh my God, these are making me feel really insecure. But Sean would reassure me, can't smell it, it's just you, you're, you're, you're clearly just really hypersensitive to it. And then I also noticed that I became quite swollen. So swollen around the kind of vulva area, the clitoris area, right through into my labia, so the lips of the vagina. And that for me was very uncomfortable. Being a weight trainer, so again, for those of you that have followed my journey through the many years past, you'll remember that I did some competitive bodybuilding in the bikini class. And for two seasons, I competed and done really well in that actually, really enjoyed it. But that is all behind me now because I started to find it very difficult to train And when I say difficult, I mean that as soon as I started to even put on my leggings or even some underwear sometimes, the thought of walking or even sitting was so painful that let alone go to the gym and start doing squats and lunges, that was absolutely a no-no, not a chance. So there was a lot of things that were being um, impacted and affected. And then a couple of other things that started to happen. So vaginally, started to notice them pretty early. I became very exhausted. So fatigue really took over my life for a long period of time. And to the point where I was working a very high level senior corporate role and would have to stop every single lunchtime for a self-care slot. So here's a top tip, actually. If you are in the corporate environment right now listening to this, and even if you are not and you're self-employed, this is a really good top tip that I gift to a lot of my ladies that I work with. So the psychology of the human brain, and we are going off on a tangent here, but that's okay. It's all relevant. The psychology of the human brain, as soon as we see someone's diary and they have a lunch slot or a lunch break scheduled in there, there's this element of, oh, that's okay. Christina's just on her lunch. I can grab five minutes with her. 
And I'm sure you're nodding thinking, yeah, this happens to me all the time. And I freely gift my lunch hour to doing work or to colleagues when they've got questions. However, if you rename that from lunch slot to self-cares slot, you will never be asked for someone to have that time. It's the psychology of seeing that as self-cares. That is enough to stop someone from saying, Christina, I just need five minutes with you because you're pulling away Christina from her self-cares. And I'm just using the name Christina as a metaphor for everyone. So there's a full invitation in this for you right away to think about how you are scheduling in your day and if you are needing time to yourself, okay, there's none of this judgment here. I want you to reframe from using lunch break and putting in self-cares slot and just watch what happens. Okay, you're gonna hold yourself accountable to that slot more and you're certainly going to never have someone asking for that slot from you. So this is super key. So self-care slots would go in regularly for me and I would go off onto the sofa and I would have a 45 minute sleep. I had to. If I didn't have that 45 minute sleep every single day, I would never survive the afternoon of my remaining shift. It was awful. So fatigue was crazy, crazy fatigue, not just a little bit tired, we're talking about exhausted. I noticed a lot of heart palpitations regularly throughout the day. And these were not at periods of heightened stress, they would just absolutely come over me like a wave and you could legitimately feel them. I started to track them using my Apple Watch and could see on that little ECG monitor that's in there, the irregularity of the heartbeat. So it wasn't just something I was feeling, I was able to see it within the Apple Watch as well. So that again became something of a, "Mm, this doesn't feel normal, this doesn't feel right for me. And then other things like itchy skin. So this was severe, very severe. Brain fog, noticing changes to my gum health, all of these things just started to come together. And it was enough for me to already understand that at 36, I was in perimenopause. But it took a full 12 months of private blood appointments because the GPs wouldn't do them. The standard blood yes, but not the estrogen or the estradiol. They wouldn't do the sex hormone. They wouldn't do my testosterone and free androgen index. So it was becoming quite challenging for me. Went private, paid for those bloods, and it confirmed everything that I needed to know. Now, I'm very blessed and fortunate to have been educated enough within the menopause space to appreciate that that's what it was. But for those of you listening to this and thinking, wow, wait a minute, those are some of the symptoms I'm experiencing and I've never thought about it being perimenopause, it may or it may not be. The beauty in all of this is that you are recognising that your body is changing. And that's what we need. We need to fully appreciate if there is any changes in our bodies. So another invitation for you to take away from today's episode is about staying connected with what is right and relevant for you and your body. Okay, you are not just this benchmark person that is written down in a client case study. You are you, you are unique, and you and your body may go through differences to what the case-studied client or patient will. So being fully connected with your body right now, understanding if any changes are occurring that do not feel right for you, keeping an eye on them. Something that you can do is download the free Balance app. I do not get any kickback or anything from this. It is just a brilliant app that has been designed for menopausal women 
where you can track your symptoms. You can track your menstrual cycle and you get a beautiful report at the end of it that you can share with your medical provider. So these are just some tips for you to take away immediately from today. So a little background on my journey and my understanding of what was happening to my body. What then happened after that? So we appreciate that in perimenopause, when we enter about 41, average age, I was a bit earlier, some of you might be in the same situation as me. Some of us are a bit later into our mid 40s before we notice these changes. So into perimenopause, that lasts for about a decade or so. Okay, and then we say that around about the age of 51, 52, within the UK, again, average benchmark age, we enter into menopause. Now, menopause is 12 consecutive months of no bleed, so no period for 12 months plus one day. And that one day is your menopause day. And yet the menopause is the big gun, isn't it? This is the big branded thing that goes around the menopause. But actually, you will spend longer in your perimenopause and around a third of your life will be in postmenopause. So that is the fourth stage after. So we have pre-menopause in our teenage years right up to our 30s. We then have perimenopause, which is from our late 30s to early 40s, we'll say. And then we have menopause, which is that one day at our early 50s. And then after that, we are in post-menopause stage of life for the rest of our living life currency. So those are the four stages. Now, what we need to appreciate with this is as we are having a reduction in our key hormones, estrogen or estradiol, progesterone and testosterone for some women, we start to feel a very big difference in our body and our health and our happiness and in our ability to be able to navigate through life sometimes and our careers. So it's important that we appreciate that there are things that can be done to support Now, we know that through hormone replacement therapy, that is the only route to be able to replace our hormones. Please do not get sidetracked by any of the herbal remedies or any of the supplement ranges that are out there that quote unquote are key to balancing your hormones. We can't balance our hormones without hormones. So it's important to note that. But I fully appreciate that some ladies make the decision not to replace their hormones or cannot So there are other options available and we can cover that off in a separate episode. But today I want to segue into testosterone. So we know that all hormones in the body are a beautiful symphony. This is how I like to refer to it. They're like an orchestra and they must all play in tune within our endocrine system for that hormonal symphony to really make that beautiful tune and for us to feel in our best possible self through optimal health. Now, When our perimenopause starts to happen and our estradiol levels and progesterone levels start to drop, so too can our testosterone. And we know that women produce three times as much testosterone than estrogen before our menopause. So we we use this hormone. The ovaries produce testosterone and estrogen and testosterone belongs to a class of male hormones which are referred to as androgens. Now when we say male hormones, it is also a female hormone. We just seem to classify androgens as male hormones. So women also have testosterone and like I say, producing three times as much testosterone than estrogen before our menopause. 
we need relatively small quantities of testosterone and it's released into the bloodstream by the ovaries and the adrenal glands. So this is just a little overview on what we have it for and where it comes from. What we understand with our testosterone levels, and, and you'll be thinking, hmm, maybe, maybe you didn't realise we had as much and maybe you didn't realise it played such a big role, but it does, super does. Women-wise, we have higher levels of what's known as free testosterone. Okay, this is around 1% of the overall testosterone that we have in our bodies. And the rest is bound to our sex hormone binding globulin, SHBG. Please don't worry about all of the terminology in here. I want you to just appreciate that we have only a small amount that is used in its free form. So that 1% of overall. And we understand with the testosterone that when it starts to drop, we can start to find that our energy levels drop, our sleep becomes impaired, the quality and quantity of it are not as good, our mood drops, we become quite irritable. This can also, all of these things happen with lowering progesterone and estrogen. So it's not as straightforward as saying, oh, it's definitely my testosterone. But here's a core and key indicator for you. Your libido and sex drive are very much driven and controlled by your testosterone, your free androgens. And that sense of motivation, confidence and well-being is very much driven by your testosterone. So if you find that this has started to become quite impacted for you, you're maybe not as confident as you were, you're maybe feeling a little bit less motivated than you have been, then this could be an indication that actually your testosterone levels are dropping. This is basically the hormone that I refer to that gives us our va-va-voom. You know, this inner badass that comes out of you, this inner strength that we have for situations or opportunities that arise and we instantly jump at the chance. We feel like Wonder Woman. Well, when testosterone starts to drop, all of that starts to drop with it. So when it's low, you might experience some things such as anxiety, low self-esteem. You might have a decline in muscle tone. Again, that was a key indicator for me. You might find that you go through very severe periods of fatigue. Your hair and your skin can start thinning. Okay, so we know that testosterone really plays a core role for women in supporting our energy and helping our sleep and our mood. It vastly supports our libido and our sex drive. Okay, that sexual interest that we have is healthy. Orgasms are so healthy for our body, for our brain, for our relationships. It drives motivation, not orgasms, but testosterone, but maybe orgasms do too. It gives a sense of that overall well-being. Okay, this is key, really optimizing our health. And it also helps to decrease bone deterioration. Now, we know that postmenopausal women can lose up to 10% of their bone mass postmenopausally. So again, we start to put the pieces of this puzzle together and say, well, wait a minute, Adele, that's not a good thing, right? Because if we're deteriorating in our bone density, doesn't that mean that we're exposing a little bit more risk to things like osteoporosis or osteo-related fractures? And you'd be right. Testosterone also helps us to decrease excess body fat. And I know that this is a key reach out for 97% of you. I did a little bit of number crunching. 97% of you ladies will reach out initially to chat with me 
because you're really unhappy with the amount of excess body fat that has happened over a six or 12 month period that hasn't been normal for you. And testosterone helps to elevate the norepinephrine in our brain. This has basically the same effect as some antidepressants. So again, when you're offered things like antidepressants at the GP, you're thinking, but wait a minute, I'm, I'm not depressed. I know I'm not depressed. It's not that antidepressants are seen to be good, bad, nor indifferent, but they're not needed when we know that it's been a hormonal imbalance, such as your testosterone levels have dropped. So testosterone helps to increase our norepinephrine, which gives us that sense of calming, that sense of well-being in the mind. And it helps us to maintain our memory. So again, if we've not got great memory and that brain fog is coming in thick and fast, this can be an indication that your testosterone levels are also dropping along with your estrogen and your progesterone levels. So all things to consider, it is important that you are aware of it. And that is exactly what these episodes are designed to do is to bring you the facts to dispel and get rid of all of the garbage that's out there, the myths that are out there, and to give you a platform of fact, evidence-based knowledge that you can then make your own decisions from. So hopefully this episode has given you some insight into my own personal journey in early perimenopause. Hopefully it has given you some insight into why testosterone is so important within our female sex hormone health. And also, hopefully, it has given you a little bit of reassurance that actually you do not need to just suffer and survive. Okay, it's important that in your menopause, knowing that for some of us this carries some health risks when our hormones drop as low as they drop, especially if, like me, you are entering into your perimenopause earlier, we have to be aware that that can bring an onset of further health risks, which... I must give you that reassurance in knowing that you have help out there, whether that be through your menopause clinic, whether that be through your GP directly, or whether that be through reaching out to your menopause network, myself included, to support you with your next steps. You are never alone and you are certainly never far from someone gifting you some guidance on what to do next. So please do not sit stuck never be lost and know that you are never alone. My full invitation to you listening to this today is that I will always be holding space for you, whether that's in my emails, adele at adelejohnstoncoaching.com or whether that's in my social media DMs. Very, very active at responding to all of you in my Instagram DMs. So you will find me there, adele.johnston come and engage with me. If you've got questions on the back of this podcast, you know where to find me now. So please do not be lost, do not be stuck. Reach out and ask because as we go through further episodes, you are going to hear more and more in this space that will empower and help you to be guided. Super important, right? This is all about giving you that liberation, that vitality and that vibrancy in menopause. This is what this is about. Menopause is not a time for us to shrivel back and just think, well, that's it now. I've just got to face it and get on with it. No, we do not. This is about a time where you get to really reclaim who you are inside and out. 
This is a time when you get to be really empowered to make choice. And this is a time when you get to really gift your body and your brain the opportunity to really, really fire themselves up, be sassy, be sexy, really introduce yourself to yourself again, because we can, through our perimenopause years, lose that. And I don't want that for you. If nothing else, I would love this episode to have just gifted you a little bit of an aha moment so that you feel empowered to move forward in your own perimenopause health and beyond into your postmenopause health as well with good knowledge. That's what this is about, good knowledge. So if this episode has been a very good one for you, then I invite you, and if it's been interesting and you want more on testosterone, then I invite you to really follow along, subscribe to the podcast, because our next episode is a detailed invitational overview of testosterone with Dr. Zoe Hodson, a menopause doctor specialising in menopause care and really, really fighting the front line for female testosterone replacement, which is known as testosterone replacement therapy. This is a therapy that I introduced into my own menopause journey and I must admit it was my missing puzzle piece. Without the use of Testagel, which is a small gel sachet, which I decant four of them, sometimes five, into an airtight pot and I draw up with a one mil syringe the amount that I need for my own body's health and apply that to my outer thigh. There's no needles, there's no tablets. It is a clear, odourless and it's not sticky gel that just applies to the outer thigh. I rub that in each morning and get on with my day. And what a difference it has made to my overall well-being and my life. I have a really strong relationship again with my husband. We have the best sex life again. Thank you, testosterone. We're enjoying each other again, whereas previously it was just awful. I can't express, there's no words. It was just awful. So this has gifted me back that relationship with him which makes for a happier family. It makes a happier household. It actually connects me with myself again. And this has been massively important. Being a business owner and running the amount of projects that I spin at any one time, I needed to know that I wasn't going insane. And testosterone was my missing puzzle piece for all of this, for reducing back that brain fog, for helping me to be sharp again cognitively, for helping me to really support my body. I've noticed that the training that I do in the gym has become a lot easier for me. These are all indications that the testosterone levels that I was experiencing were so significantly low. So please do not allow yourself or your body to just struggle through this stage of life. If you are at all interested in finding out more, then come and listen to our next episode where Dr. Zoe Hodson goes into the details of testosterone. This has been an overview from a personal experience of my own with some evidence-based factual information in between and a couple of invitations for you to take away. So whether you choose to or not, I would love for you to come back and join us on our next episode together. And until then, have a beautiful day and continue listening, sharing, subscribing and reviewing because this is what helps make menopause mainstream. 
I truly hope this episode has sparked something vibrant inside of you. I ask only one thing. To help keep these episodes coming, please subscribe and share with another in your life. That's how we reach more women worldwide and we help them step into their power. Because together, we are working to remove any of the stigma and taboo that surrounds menopause. This does not need to be a daunting, a scary, a taboo time in anyone's life. So together, let's make menopause mainstream.